Hey everyone, and welcome to the Athlete Ready Global Podcast. I am your host, Jared Saavedra. Today, I have a very special guest. He is an entrepreneur, strength conditioning coach, podcast host, speaker. He does it all. His name is Jerry Arias. He is out of Whittier, California. I have a feeling you're going to like this episode, so turn it up, and we'll get started soon. Jerry, my brother, thanks for joining me today, man. Appreciate your time. Hey, Jared, good to be on, and I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to be on this awesome podcast of yours. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. For the subscribers and listeners, man, tell them a little bit about yourself. So just a really quick uh, history. Uh, I am a training facility owner out in the city of Whittier, which is about 15 minutes south of downtown Los Angeles. Uh, I grew up here and got my master's degree in exercise science. So I've been in this field for kind of training general pod, training athletes for almost almost 15 years now. I, I got my first certification when I was about 18. And uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. And now I'm in the process of, you know, I have my own podcast, which is more centered around personal development and interviewing high level people in different fields and learning from them. It's called Level Up Theory Podcast. And uh, you've been on it, which was you and uh, trainer Vic have been on it, which was an awesome episode. But yeah, now the goal is to continue to grow, evolve, and now uh, creating some some big projects ahead. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, I appreciate your time a lot. Uh, quite a few things. When I, when I think about you, man, and, and everything that you've done in your career, uh, a big thing is is being curious, and that's something that like you've coined and talked about more than like really anybody that that I know. Um, what made you kind of inspired by that? And that's like, I mean, that's like one of your mottos, man, is being curious. And I think that's uh, that's a skill that a lot of people lack. Yeah, I think, uh, and thank you for that. But I think it's like I just got done speaking at a at a training facility to some younger coaches. And it was pretty interesting to, and I, the whole talk was about curiosity, more specifically, kind of embracing your curiosity and and having a, a mindset of uh, of, a, of being a lifelong learner. And I got some messages just you know past few days how you know some of these younger coaches they didn't they didn't even know what they were curious about. And I'm not specifically just talking about what we do for a living, right? So like, you know, a lot of us got into this field because we are curious about the body, right? One of the things that fascinated me was just how the physiology of the human body is is so unique that it adapts, right? And that's what initially led me into to this field. It was just the, the curiosity about the science. But I think going back to the curiosity about just embracing the fact that you don't know a lot, right? And right. we've all heard the term, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know. And a lot of times people, they, they're scared off by that. And I'm trying to make the argument where that should be your goal is to embrace that because if you embrace it, now it allows you to go out and find the resources to to learn more about it. And, and it's my whole goal when I when I do these topics and, and talks and all the posts that I post about is more about getting people comfortable with embracing not knowing because 
that essentially that curiosity is going to lead you into developing more skills, more knowledge, and that essentially becomes a very valuable asset to an employer, to your clients, to your business partners. The fact that you're curious and you want to learn is a skill that I think is is slowly kind of people are not embracing it, but the ones that do embrace it are the ones that are going to be ahead. Right. And so when was that kind of like aha moment with you when, in you know in your career where you did embrace that a lot more and it, it, it showed and it helped you kind of progress? Was yeah, there a so specific I, moment or is it just a little bit over time? I think one thing and I think this is something that you you talk about a lot is the first time I took a trip to Europe, which was not too long ago. It was only maybe about six years ago. My first kind of real trip outside the U.S., um, the moment I landed in Germany, I started to just, you know, it was one of those moments where I'm like, whoa, I thought I knew what, you know, Germany looked like, what a German spoke like, what, how they spoke, how they, how they, how they ate, what kind of food, the culture. But it was one of those reality, reality checks of all, everything that I thought I knew was completely, you know, can I cuss on the show or no? Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> was complete bullshit, right? What, what my stereotype, my assumptions, everything that I thought I knew about, you know, Europe in general or just travel in general, the people was complete bullshit. And once I landed, that's when my curiosity was like, wait a minute, what else, what other assumptions and what other things both in my professional and my personal life that I think is certain that's complete bullshit as well, or maybe not bullshit, but at least it's not as certain as I think it is. And then, uh, and that's why I think I always try to push like you do is to people to travel, get uncomfortable because it could be either you're very uncomfortable and then you're like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, go outside my comfort zone or you embrace it. And then it leads you into, you know, when I went to, to, to Europe, I came back wanting to learn more about World War II because I visited Poland, I visited Germany, and that led me into watching more documentaries. And then that led me into other things. And then right. it just kept kind of snowballing into, man, there's so much, so many things, so many topics that I have no clue about. Let's let's learn about this stuff. And that's what initially set that curiosity kind of uh, appetite, uh, what, what it what led me into just being more curious about everything. And absolutely. So what like what from that experience, what have you learned and what have you like prioritized a little bit more um, kind of in your routine? Uh, if it's seasonal, is it more travel? Is it more what are you doing to kind of uh, reinvigorate that curiosity with yourself? Is just, again, one learning from other being open to other opinions and other people's perspectives, uh, both professionally and, and personally. I mean, think of our field. We, you know, if we come from a strength and power background, anybody that wants to talk about endurance or conditioning, we're like, ah, you know, it's not needed in our sport. But when you're open to it, you realize actually it could benefit you. So I think it's one staying open minded, uh, reading a lot of books, going to museums, collaborating with other people. But it starts with being being coming from an open minded and uh, being very, uh, very humble and, and having humility of of just being open to learning. So you're, and this is like a daily thing. I think, I think one thing people should do more often is not only read, but write, you know, I just started writing blogs. And when you, when you put your ideas on paper, 
you start to learn more because you got to be very intentional with your writing. You got like I wrote an article on creatine and, you know, I thought I knew pretty much everything there is to know about creatine until before, you know, now you got skin in the game. You're going to put your name on this, this paper. It forces you to go and look at research. Not only that, that confirms what you believe in, but you also got to search out evidence that disconfirms your, your beliefs and your assumptions and that also helps. So, you know, being open minded, reading more and uh, and even writing or, or podcasting, because once you have skin in the game, it forces you to really think about what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're writing. It, it makes you so much less certain than you think. Right. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I'm learning that firsthand. And I mean, I've been on your podcast. You do such an excellent job, you know, leading and hosting for sure. And I realize that it is a lot more difficult to actually like facilitate a conversation um, than it is being interviewed. You know what I mean? And when you talk about writing, you know, articles and blogs, I'm actually a decent blogger. But when it comes to very like technical writing and all the stuff that you've done in your research, I'm absolutely terrible. Uh, I'm not a good writer in, in the least bit. So that's that's pretty interesting that you bring that up. Yeah, I think it's one of those things like it's easy to judge people. And there's like a they're saying where it says it's easy to boo from the stands, but until you get on the court and take a shot, like you, you don't have skin in the game. So it's easy to judge people and say, ah, they suck at, you know, podcasting or they suck at this and that. But until you're actually in it and trying it, you get a different perspective and you actually have more, more respect. Like one of the persons that I love hearing and watching is Joe Rogan. Right. And one, once I started podcasting and how you said about facilitating conversations, it's like, man, I can appreciate what he does so much more right. because now I've tried it. I suck getting better. <laughs> and it's it's one of those things where it just quickly humbles you. And that's why I think even like traveling, it, it, it takes all your perceived notions of what you think the world is like, what you know other cultures, other people believe in. You think yours is always the best. And then you actually meet these people and you're like, oh, they actually, you know, when I went to Europe, one of the things I'm like, man, their public transportation is awesome. <laughs> like, right. I used to think, oh, you know, I wouldn't want to get on a train, but actually it's pretty freaking cool. It's cheap. It's efficient. I love it. So it just challenges your assumptions once you got skin in the game. Absolutely. And for, for people even, you know, and I write about this a lot too, is, is saying about skin in the game. Can you like, how would you define that to a lot of people? Cause I think there, there's some either misconceptions or people don't truly understand what skin in the game means, especially like this younger generation of coaches. I think it's, it's one, your ability to not only, you know, gather up knowledge, read articles, but get your hands dirty. Get your get your feet wet. Um, I know when I wanted to start my podcast, it took me about six months of making excuses as far as why I shouldn't start the podcast. I kept telling myself, I don't have this mic. So I had to wait like a few days before it got to me. I don't have these headphones. I don't have this. I don't know how to use this, blah, 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 blah. So until you, you just, you got to get you, you got to, you got to taste it, right? And I think having skin in the game also put your name on things, right? One of the things that someone once told me is when you're about to, you know, write a, an article and you're going to put your name on it, you got to ask yourself, is this the best article you can write before you publish it? Ask yourself that. And you're always going to be like, all right, hold up. Let, let me do a little bit more, but you can't get so caught up that you continue to say, no, 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 no. And then you just keep waiting and waiting. So I think it's 
you got to go and take a shot. You're going to take your licks. You're going to you're going to you're going to mess up. You're going to look stupid. People are going to judge you. But the people that have skin in the game, they're going to respect you because they know that feeling. So what I'm finding is the more skin in the game where you put yourself out there, you you're more of a doer than just a thinker. The people that are in that arena, they start to look at you differently because they're like, all right, you took that leap. I know that feeling. I want to help you. And that's what I'm finding. The more, you know, the podcast that I'm doing, other podcasters are reaching out and saying, hey, you should try this because this worked for me. And and they just, again, you're, you're getting in a whole new environment of people that know what you're going through, but also they want to help you. So that's one thing that I recommend is once you get skin in the game, the other people that are in the same same game, they're going to want to elevate you and help you because they respect the fact that you took that first, that first step. Right. I mean, part of, you know, evolving in our craft without a doubt. And to see someone like you, how how many years have you been in the industry? Yeah. So, so like 16 years, really. I mean, from personal training, I started right when I turned 18, I got my first certification and I had clients and now I'm 34. So 16 years of, of not having any other job besides working with uh, general pop and athletes. Man, that's that's impressive. And I, I don't think people like you get enough credit for that because, um, I mean, we see it all the time. People join our industry and then they're gone in the first two or three years, you know, doing something different. And a lot of times it's not because they don't want to be in it. They just haven't either, you know, evolved or developed the, the you know, the weaponry per se and skill sets to, to stay in it, whether it is like, you know, uh, investing in themselves or other uh, just financial literacy or whatnot. What have you done? that you think that you've done a good job of on on being able to adapt and evolve your craft to be able to stay in this field for for 16 years that's that's a long time man yeah and i think it's one of those things like you know don't get it twisted i tell people like i still have no idea sometimes what the heck i'm doing uh but i embrace it right i don't i don't it doesn't scare me anymore where i'm like all right you know like i had issues with taxes like i i didn't pay my taxes for a few years and because I didn't understand the concept of how it works to not have my money automatically withdrawn every paycheck. And, you know, I got into that whole realm of freaking out. I didn't, you know, instead of dealing with it, I just swept it under the rug and I started getting letters from the IRS. So it's one of those things where I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, you, you would think people have it figured out, but I'm still making mistakes. But again, it's, it's having mentors. So I've had amazing mentors, not just in this industry, but outside of it where they're telling me they're teaching. I, I, I truly believe that there are no shortcuts in life besides one. And I learned this from one of my favorite authors, Robert Greene, where he says the only shortcut in life is by getting a good mentor, because what they do is they cut down on your mistakes. Right. They teach you all the things of not wasting your money on what not to do. I remember, you know, when we were all kind of barely in in, in this industry, I would want to attend every single clinic, conference, everything. Right. Yes. And now and I I had this discussion with another coach and some interns where I'm like, look, yeah, like recently there was the, the Los Angeles Dodgers were having a clinic. Right. It was like five, six hundred bucks. Pretty expensive. And the way I evaluate, you know, whether or not I want to invest in it is not just, okay, you know, that's a great logo, the Dodgers. That's awesome. If I take a picture, people are going to see that I'm at this awesome facility, Los Angeles Dodgers. Instead, I take a step back. I get my emotions 
out of the the decision making, right? I get all the excitement of the logo. All right, stop. Am I able to learn? Um, am I even able to understand what the heck they're going to talk about, right? Because this is they were doing a lot of like physical therapy, what they do with major leaguers. I looked at it as, yeah, I can pay the six hundred bucks, but I'm probably going to go there and really not have that much understanding of what the heck they're even talking about because I'm not an expert at the shoulder, hip, back, whatever. Instead, there's so many free resources, completely free on YouTube, podcasts, everything that I, I should go learn about first, get my, you know, level one, level two before, you know, maybe next year they'll hold another one and then I'll be ready to understand what the heck they're going to talk about versus a lot of times we buy these $600 programs that could even be business related. We're not even, that's level seven. We haven't even learned what level two is, but we think by just, in, you know, spending this money that all of a sudden we're going to, we're going to grasp it or our egos get in the way and say, wow, you know, it'd be cool to post, you know, a picture of us, of me in the Dodgers strength and conditioning room and show everyone, you know, look at this logo, but it's like, you just wasted $600 because you're not even at that level to you understand what the heck they're going to teach you, right? It doesn't mean right. that every conference is a waste of your money, but have you exhausted every resource that is free, everything, podcasts, and every resource that is free before you make that investment financially? And I think people forget that there's a lot of free stuff out there, free assessments, free injury prevention, free everything. Go in, and again, I'm talking to mainly like younger coaches, people, but even older coaches. Like when I started my podcast, I could have paid like a thousand dollars, and I almost did for a program that teaches you how to start a podcast from zero to, to the end. But then I'm like, hold up, let me get everything for free. And then I didn't need that program because I got most of it for free. Right. I did the same thing. And thank you for, for telling me about those resources without a doubt. So with that even being said, man, like what what things interest you to to learn more about? Is it it's maybe it's not so much the the strength conditioning side, but it's it is about you know the technology or uh, public speaking. I know you're a speaker already, but so what things are you trying to evolve with yourself? Yeah, I think I mean the easy answer is everything, right? But right. I think where my focus has shifted was I love from a strength and conditioning. I love the conditioning side. Um, I've I've fallen in love with learning how to better uh, improve my conditioning coaching, how to better improve my conditioning of my athletes, my general pop, that specific area. Because, you know, during college, I went to a very strength power oriented program and I didn't learn that much about conditioning. So, I mean, and it's not to sound arrogant, but I feel pretty confident with the strength and power kind of development. But the conditioning has taken on this whole new realm of learning of getting exposed to different methodologies so i think and i'm even you know in the process i have my own like kind of little youtube series on just conditioning because i think that's something that a lot of trainers and, and coaches their their knowledge in that aspect is not that it's not that well understood and and so that's one area of something that i'm i'm, I'm heavily kind of as far as the research is conditioning um, because I do work with boxers and that, that's something that is very applicable to, to the clients. But I think the public speaking, the online, um, using, you know, online uh, training programs to be able to leverage my time and, and, and network with other with other professionals. And and eventually I do want to put on like a clinic or a conference 
where, you know, different individuals have different areas of expertise and we all come together and we put on a conference for, for younger coaches and entrepreneurs where we can talk about, you know, what our failures or what our struggles that we went through and how we overcame that and basically bring and bring the, the knowledge that we all have and teaching that to other people because I think it's one of the most rewarding things is being able to pay it forward to the mentors that, you know, I've had. So uh, that's something that 2020 is all about is expanding both, you know, trying to monetize other areas of business, not just trading time for money. That's something that, you know, I've learned from you as well and expanding into uh, other territories that I thought I would never, but again, curious, I'm curious about how all, you know, how to put together a clinic. I'm curious about how to, you know, you know, market better, all that stuff is, it's fun. So I think it, it keeps me kind of uh, looking forward to a lot of new things and, and not get very stale and caught up with just being monotonous of train, go home, train, go home. Right. Absolutely. So is that what the level up Academy is going to be, or is that something completely separate? Yeah. So I, I, Tell us about up, that, man. I came up with this thing that I'm starting. It's called the Level Up Academy. This is not like a, a business thing where the goal is to make money, but um, I got inspired by uh, – do you you play poker? I do not. So there's a female poker player. She's one of the best – she's not just one of the best female, but she's one of the best poker players. Her name is Annie Duke. She also has a PhD in like behavior and cognitive psychology, and she, came, she inspired me with this idea that I learned from a podcast where – basically creating like a think tank, right? It, it's a group of individuals that, you know, you gather maybe once a month and, you know, it doesn't have to be strength and conditioning coaches. It can be anyone from any realm, but these are individuals that are very open-minded. They're very, uh, they're very curious and we all get together and basically we discuss, you know, our businesses, what has worked, what's not working. And it's a, place that people will challenge you. It's going to challenge your your assumptions. It's going to challenge your beliefs. And even, you know, it's, we're going to work on public speaking. Um, we're going to do like what I call or what she she mentioned to what I got inspired is called red team, blue team, where what you believe in, you're going to debate someone the opposite. So if I believe that unilateral training is the best for athletes, I'm going to debate the bilateral training. And it, all it is, is making you think and question what you're very certain on. And, and again, it, it be, you become a more well-rounded individual by surrounding yourself and putting yourself in an environment where people are challenging you, but you're not taking it personal. It's not an attack on you. It's an attack on the idea or the the pushback on what you believe in. And it's just it's a it's going to be an environment where everyone wants to level up. Everybody wants to help each other. And it's going to be something special that that, you know, only uh, there's going to be very, very specific people that, that are going to be in this group. Uh, no egos. Everybody's helping one another. And I think it's going to be a special project uh, project going forward. Yeah, absolutely. You're definitely going to have to give me an update on that for sure. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. No doubt. So uh, today it was it was cool. I was listening to your uh, episode 10 on on the Level Up Theory podcast and man. Good stuff, man. Uh, it was it was cool how you could tie in so many different concepts and analogies to you know a green grass compared to you know comparing it to our career and kind of you know the fitness industry or whatnot. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that and kind of how you compared those ideas and what made you even come up with that that theme on that podcast because it was just fire. Yeah, so I, I was listening to another podcast and I heard 
Um, you know, we've all heard the, the the saying that the grass, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, or even the grass is greener where you water it. You know, I've heard those before, but then somewhere, and I can't, I, don't, I, I hate that I can't give them credit, but I heard on another podcast where they said, the grass is greener until you, you get the water bill. Right. And that's what, what it was. That stood yeah. out to me a lot. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. Exactly. Go ahead. And, and that basically, you know, made me think about like, okay, a green grass, it looks beautiful, right? It looks like, man, this is well kept. But what people don't realize is how much work, how much money, how much patience goes into making a grass green. And essentially that water bill or the bill to keep it green and looking beautiful I kind of use it as a metaphor to life where it's like, you know, you see these athletes, you see, you know, successful business people where it's like, man, you know, they've, they've all, a lot of people say, you know, you're lucky versus like, wait a minute, you don't understand how many sacrifices it took to get to this point and i.e. the water bill. So the water bill is, you know, you know, Gary V always talks about like, you know, not going out on the weekends, you know, not being able to 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 take vacations at certain times because you're busy working or 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 reading. Like to me, like I look at that as, you know, there's so many times where, you know, I I I, I just like I, I didn't even want to go watch the Super Bowl because I wanted to go visit a museum. But what it takes is you don't realize how much effort and work and what the cost of success looks like. And, you know, I'm not saying by far any means that I'm successful, but I, the people that I speak with, I'm like, man, you know, it, it, and the perfect analogy is someone that has a good physique. Like, yeah, there's some people that have good genetics, but even those people, like it, they got to bust their ass to on a daily basis to make their body look like that. It's not like they just wake up and, and that's how they look. It's like the water bill is, never missing a workout. The water bill is investing in a coach or a trainer. The water bill is making sure your diet and you're, 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 you're going and buying groceries, meal prepping, whatever that is. So the metaphor was really, it really hit me because it's like, yeah, the grass looks amazing. But then when you see how much the water bill, how much it costs to keep it like that, are you willing to pay it? That That's what I got out of is, are you willing to pay that water bill to keep your grass looking that green? Absolutely, man. Awesome. And I mean, you, you hit it right on the head as far as like talking about like physique and stuff. So what I what I tend to see a lot of Instagram and, and social media, and I've been I've been guilty of this as well, is kind of judging those people in the fitness space on, you know, on their social media or whatnot. And because they're just getting a huge following for their physique or what whatnot. And you see strength coaches kind of like complain about it and, but they have no idea like the work that that took to get to that physique, but also what other things that that person is trying to learn from the marketing and business side um, that we should be trying to learn on our side and, and help impact more people. So, I mean, that hits it right on the, on, on the dot, man. Yeah. I remember I literally just met with someone like two hours ago She's a professor at a local university, and I had mentioned to her that I used to work at 24-Hour Fitness, and you know my, my schedule was pretty busy, but there was another trainer who didn't have a degree in you know, exercise science. She was, just, she was a personal trainer, but her schedule was so busy, 
And she had the most amazing personality, most amazing energy. She cared about her clients and her schedule was packed as well. And she did a great job with her marketing. Like she would go up to people and help them, you know, with their form. She she didn't have an ego. She went with the giving, helping hand. So I would, you know, look at all these younger trainers and be like, you know why you're not busy is because you're you're not following, you're not learning the business side of it. So I think you're spot on with like we're quick to judge. And then, you know, there are gonna be your snake oil salesmen where Without it's, a doubt. It's, it's just kind of bullshit. And that's why I think consumers need to make make sure that you know they're buying and they're doing their diligence of researching people. But I think you're spot on with certain, you know, people that are in the fitness industry, like they they do the marketing really well and they're trying to learn from, you know, the science and things like that. And we've all, and it's easy to judge people, but you can look at your own closet and, 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 you know, I would look back five, six years from what I was doing. And some of the stuff horrifies me. Like, you know, when Facebook puts those, uh, five years oh, ago man. today, I look at yep. some of the things that I was doing. I'm like, who, like, I would talk so much, so much crap to that guy. If I didn't, if I didn't know it was me, and, but exactly. I think that's, that's part of evolving is if you're not embarrassed by some of the things you did in the past, then you're not, you're not evolving because you're staying the same. You're still that guy or that gal that's doing that stuff. Right. So again, there, it's not to say that everyone is, uh, everyone should be, you know, given a shot, but I think some people, yeah, some people do take advantage of people's vulnerability and just kind of scam them. But I think a lot of people are trying to do it the right way. They just not, may not have as much knowledge or experience as someone with a degree. Bam. Perfect, man. Man, I appreciate your time. I want I want to finish with a quick little little finisher, man. A few uh, uh, hot questions. Is that cool? Right. Yeah, let's do it. Quick, quick answers. Cool. Yep. All right. Favorite food, Jerry. Favorite food, my man. Pizza. Pizza. Best place you've ever visited. Ooh, I would say. Ah, oh, man, it's gonna be. I'm going to give you two. It's either going to be Prague or Krakow in Poland. Nice. Nice. Favorite book you've ever read? Ooh, that's uh, damn, that's a tough one. I would say favorite book, uh, probably the one that I, not too, it's by author Robert Greene, The Laws of Human Nature. Hot Laws of Human Nature. Awesome. A strength coach or entrepreneur that I should have on this podcast? A strength coach or entrepreneur I should have on this podcast, I would say, oh, I have so many. Let's do uh, the guy. There's a friend of mine, Marco Nunez, that I just interviewed and that I'm collaborating with. He was the former uh, athletic head athletic trainer to the Los Angeles Lakers. I'll put you in touch with him. Absolutely. Thank you, man, for that. Man, awesome. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, for the for the subscribers and listeners, how can they get a hold of you? What's the best way to contact Jerry, Coach Jerry? I would say easily. I'd say Instagram, and that's going to be underscore Jerry Arias, J-E-R-R-Y-A-R-I-A-S. That's the best way you can DM me. I Usually, if somebody has questions, I'll, I'll refer them out to my email, and then we can take it from there. And then awesome. check out check out uh, my podcast. It's called Level Up Theory, and you can just Google that. I'm using the first one that pops up, Level Up Theory with Jerry Arias, and it's all about uh, growth mindset and personal development. Awesome. And then your YouTube. Uh, YouTube, yeah. Just type in my name, Jerry Arias, and I should be like at the – close to the top. I think there's only like two or other, two other people that have that. So just Jerry Ayers, we have, have some stuff on conditioning on there. And then I have a few interviews that I did. And I think our conversation is on there as well. Perfect, man. 
Jerry, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for for everything you have done for me personally. You've been just an awesome resource for me, and it was awesome uh, hanging out with you out in LA with uh, with my man Vic. Jared, thank you for the opportunity, man. And again, everyone that's listening, uh, make sure you you support Jared. This guy is one of those one of those guys who's who's very hungry, but he's hungry to help people. And the podcast is awesome. What you're doing, I mean, I have, I'll never have more respect for you because you made the move from Albuquerque to 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 Atlanta. And to me, that's one of the most gutsy things someone can do because the fact that you bet on yourself and you're making it happen, that's uh, that's very inspiring. Man, thank you. Appreciate those words, brother. We'll be in touch soon. All right, man. You have a good rest of your day, and thanks to all your listeners for the opportunity. Absolutely, brother. Appreciate you. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it and subscribe to the podcast. We will continue to share the stories of coaches and trainers around the world as well as other entrepreneurs that our industry can learn from to make ours better. Thank you so much for the support. See you next time.